0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Juan from Top Gym out in Mercedes, Texas. Welcome to the show. How are you today?
2: I'm doing great, and thank you very much for having me. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you for asking. and thank you for being here for taking some time out of your day to come with me, produce some educational content for us fitness business people out there. before we really dive into the business side, which was a, which is what I'm sure everyone is here to listen to. Give us a little bit about background here. you know what was it that made you decide to go and open up this gym?
2: Yes. So I do remember this exact train of thought whenever I got the idea of opening a gym. I was at a commercial gym here locally, and um, I was listening to Warren Buffett's, I guess he has two roles that was, um, rule number one is don't lose money, and rule number two is don't forget rule number one. And I was, um, while I was working out, I was like, um, I, was with, I was with my girlfriend, and I told her, imagine owning your own gym, you won't have to pay a gym membership anymore so like there and then you'll be saving money plus making some some money for yourself while owning that business and then I just thought of uh, having your own toothpaste having your own products that you don't have to purchase anymore but uh the opportunity the opportunity came for a gym and I took it and thankfully um it was successful so yeah that's how um that's how it came about that's how I started and then um uh i would say a year passed i never really um acted on that thought but i just um imagined the, the the idea and i was scrolling into the internet i came upon some gym equipment that was for sale i thought it was a really good price and i said well you know what if i purchased this equipment um if, uh, that I can make a gym or I can resell it as a, for a profit but um, that gym equipment was stored for about uh, another year in trailers and um, I I came upon a property and we were able to purchase it and then proceed to make the, the gym happen in that property and um, thankfully we were, always, we were we were able to open and and yeah that's how I was born Top gym.
1: Well, I love it. I think the yeah. reasoning behind it is super cool. Like a lot of times it's just like people like fitness people, like people who just mm-hmm. like to work out, just go and open up a gym just because yeah. like, <laughs> here's a little deeper than that. I think that you are like very business minded. If yeah. you, know, you were thinking of that, like, first so um props to you for really making it happen for yourself um so give us your elevator pitch of top gym tell us who you are what services you provide kind of paint that picture for our listeners so that as Mm -hmm. we converse about your business um they have some context
2: yes so the gym is practically a the i think the best gyms are the small business and local gyms and maybe even your home gym and that's what top gym is but with the commercial scale so it's a pretty big facility of um, 14 000 square feet and our equipment is commercial grade and our service is also commercial grade if not or our service is more of that local and and small business um environment which is um closer to the to the customer and member
1: yep people want to like walk into a place like a gym and feel mm-hmm. seen rather than just feel like a number um yep. people like that small town feel no matter how big the mm-hmm. city that they're in is um so within the the gym it's mostly open gym like people come in and kind of do their own thing right um yep. but you know, in this model, personal training is usually a pretty good thing for the business because we can make more money from personal training than we can like one single membership. We can charge more per head. So is personal training something that you guys offer?
2: Um, We do, but it is worked as a third party. And we do recommend the trainers that have contracts with us. And we charge the the trainer per client um, $50 per month and and that's pretty much it they can cancel anytime if the the client doesn't want to come by anymore um he won't be charged or any of that but it lets um him the lets the trainers grow and also is it's another thing for our member that you know if they just started or if they're in sports and they want that extra edge and and um uh, they're they're able to to have that service as well. Just so it won't be like, oh, hey, do you guys got do you guys have mem- um trainers, and we're just able to um, answer that with a um with uh, providing them with that instead of not having them anything.
1: Yeah, um, so we kind of like refer to this model like when you have contractors like in the industry, it's kind of like a barber shop model, right? People are paying Correct. for their paying for their oh, stuff potentially um so you mentioned that and I don't know if I misunderstood this or misheard it but you said something about $50 per month for is that like what the trainers pay for rent
2: correct per, that's per it person. and
1: they have to
2: pay $50 yeah
1: how did you come up with that number because I feel like that that number is like very low how are you yeah, very low. personal training
2: um it, it's not more of making money off the personal training um it's more of just adding another service. Our main goal is to have more members, and um, and it's just I just wouldn't want them to go anywhere else just because we do not offer any trainers. And also, that was just the start, and we do plan on raising the prices or maybe even changing the contract, which um, people have recommended. We did get that price from. From other local gyms that were renting out their um their gym for for personal training. So just
1: so I understand, like it's fifty dollars, is it for the week, for the month, for like how does that work?
2: So if a if a trainer has um two clients, he'll pay a hundred dollars for that
1: month. Oh, okay, okay understanding what you're putting down now I was like I thought you were saying they only had to pay $50 a month and they could train at your gym whenever you wanted yeah. and I was like what um, okay yeah. so you're making money per person that they're training them
2: correct yes that's mm-hmm. really
1: hard um, mm-hmm. because these people could have 40 clients and the gym is yeah. thriving, right um, right are you helping feed these trainers clients or are they going out and finding their own
2: um we sometimes we 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 do ask them I uh, let the front desk know that um this this client is more specific for bodybuilding competing and um this one's more for powerlifting this one is more for um younger athletes and um but yeah we we redirect them to what their goals are with the, the specific trainer
1: yeah yeah that's smart um generally like personal training is one of the smartest things that we can offer in this this model because people walk into the gym typically because they want to see some sort of result so if we can point them in the right direction and help them get that result that's going to be amazing for our retention it's going to be they're going to bring in their friends so that's super cool that you guys you know um offer that what percentage of your monthly revenue would you say is coming from the personal training side of things
2: um it's a it's not a big percentage I would say um around 10 percent that's
1: about average I would say five to ten percent is about industry average for this um model now as you continue to grow your memberships which it sounds like that's something that you want to do I'm assuming you guys want to also grow the personal training side of things right
2: correct yes
1: Yeah, Um, I I love touching on this because I think it is very valuable. There are people that have a model similar to you out there who are not doing personal training at all. So um, just talking about it here is very helpful. Um, But now let's kind of talk about the bread and butter here, which is your typical gym membership, right? Your open gym. Mm -hmm. So walk me through what those memberships look like. Is it one standard membership? Do you have different tiers, different levels there?
2: Uh, We have the top seller is the one-year membership. And that's a 12-month year um, 12 contract, which sells the most. And then we've got a month-to-month, which um, it's a bit more expensive, but you're able to cancel at any time. And then we have a year paid in full, which is they save over $100 if they pay in full for the one-year membership. And then we also do have family plans for the one-year membership where they're able to um, include a family member, for an extra fee of twenty dollars per month, okay. and we have day passes, monthly passes, and um, in the summer we have three um, three month um, membership.
1: Sweet, so, so plenty of plenty of options there. And I use that your most popular one is the twelve month commitment, like that they get build auto build monthly, right?
2: Yes, correct.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. So, how many members do you guys have right now?
2: Right now, we have um, a bit over a thousand members.
1: Nice. What's the square footage of the space?
2: Um, 14,000 square feet.
1: Okay. So you have a pretty big space there. Um, a lot of room to play. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um, a thousand members though, One is that a place where you feel comfortable or are you looking to grow welcome new members, hit the gas a little bit?
2: Yes, I definitely do want to have more members. I don't have an exact number. I remember, um, I wanted to just have 500 at one point that was the goal. And then um, I would tell my friends, man, if I can get a thousand, that'd be amazing. And mm-hmm. um, now we're here. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy how, how the growth, growth, like, it's crazy how this can just like happen. Right. And yeah. then like we reach our goal and then we're like, okay, well, why not more? Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know fair. about you. But that's the mindset that I have <laughs> as a business person is I'm constantly asking myself, mm-hmm. why not more? um so i'm glad that you got to where you are um my question to you is since you do want to grow what are you doing to aid that growth process like how are you finding new clients
2: um we do try to just make the, the training facility better every day or every month i know uh we get members that come in and they haven't been there for a while and they're wow every month i come every time i come back in there's always something different and um I like to hear that, and they're happy. I mean, um, just um, this month, we're going to be adding showers for men and women, and and um, replacing certain cardio machines and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Members really appreciate, and um, future members are, I think, get attracted to that. To a gym that is um, where, um, well maintained and and is being changed and not you know you get bored if you're just going to a place every day that's not changing and um, I think that's really helpful is changing the the environment there and just getting better every day learning every day and see how we can um, make the experience for for the customer better
1: yeah so I think that that does help with the growth piece in terms of conversions right <clears throat> people People walk in. They're gonna see that this gym gym is really upkept. It's mm-hmm. really fun. It's really clean. Like that helps, um, and people like to see like good equipment. But when it comes to finding new clients no matter how beautiful our gym is, people aren't speaking like they're not Googling gyms near me that are (laughs) really nice and really clean. Like people just are looking for a place to exercise. So how are you reaching those people that are not currently like already a part of your community?
2: Correct. Um, We usually use social media and I think our main one is Instagram. There is a younger following there and it looks like that's what we've um attracted so far and we we could i know that we can do way better on that um, be more professional and be maybe making some more posts some more um posts more often but um we share our story is very alive every day and like practically every hour we're resharing all the photos that people are tagging us in in the in the gym and um so people like that, and that that really um, makes other people see them because um, it's like, hey, man, I, I, a lot of people that want to start working out, they they go with a friend that is already doing it, and they're like, hey, I see you working out at this gym. I want to go by, um, take me. And they, they also get a, a discount, a buddy pass on the day pass um, fee if they take their friend. And um, the social media, and also we're starting to sponsor events and – and um, sponsor athletes more. And um I'm really excited for that. But that's what we're we're um doing to attract more members.
1: Well, props to you because the first thing that you said, the Instagram, you know, social media. I don't know if you know this, but social media is the number one way for us to grow our business in today's industry. So good for you for being on social media, because again, not every gym owner is. <laughs> Um, so the fact that you make that a priority is pretty great now let me ask you it sounds like it's mostly organic stuff reposting stories all that that generates word of mouth and in this industry we love word of mouth right because it's Mm -hmm. free and who doesn't love free but have you guys toyed around with any sort of Facebook or Instagram like advertising marketing is that something that you guys have tried at all
2: we did try it in the beginning um, the, the Facebook and Instagram advertising. Um, but we, we just stopped doing it because um, it seemed like it, we didn't need it. Um, maybe we should. And we probably would um, once we get, um, I, I want to have an online store for our merchandise. And, um, mm-hmm. but as, as of now for the memberships, we, we don't seem that um, it's, it's um, worth it. But um why do, still you feel like,
1: why do you feel like it's not worth it? Like what like what yeah. was your experience that made you feel like, hey, this is really not worth it? Because most of us, it's happened to all of us, like we've been burdened doing some yeah. sort of advertising in the past, and then we're like, nope, never again. So I yeah. want to hear your experience there.
2: Um I it could have been that it was just in the beginning and um it was a slow growing process. And uh, we haven't tried it ever since. So, I am now that you ask, I, I do plan on doing it again. And, um, but at that time, it just seemed it didn't seem worth it because yeah. um, we saw a lot of movement and um, word of mouth. And um, we didn't have a big budget and those little things of um, paying for advertising. We just, we, we couldn't afford it at that time. And we just never touched back to it. But yeah, I, I think we definitely will back. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's yeah. the main thing was the, the budget.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel, I think like right now, it sounds like you're in a better position. Now, let me ask you, like, if you were getting, if you were getting a three to one return on mm-hmm. the acts, like that you were putting out, whether they were on social media or something like that, mm-hmm. would it be something that you would definitely do?
2: Yeah, I'll definitely do. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's hard to figure out where to go. Like we've already talked about this, but like you start a business and you don't know all the back end stuff. Like there's so much that goes into it. Um, Now I want to ask you a unique question here. I think that this serves as a really good talking point for our listeners because they can really relate to you when it comes to this. Um, Business wise, what would you consider to be your biggest bottleneck, your biggest challenge that you are facing right now? And what are you doing to work on kind of overcoming that?
2: um good question the biggest challenge right now is let me see i I think um needing more more staff because um you really i i get caught up since i'm so um hands-on i get caught up doing smaller things that take up time of um other things I should be doing um, because uh, I just I, I kind of see it like a like a football team. There has to be the coach and the players. And if the coach is out in the field, he's not able to see the entire big picture. So sometimes I'm the player in the field and uh, I, I just need more players. So I'm able to be coaching or be, be um, outside of the field. So I'm able to see the whole play and the game. So, that's a um,
1: really, really solid analogy. I'm stealing yeah. that. Um, that's really good. I think for most of us, like in a business owner role, we're so caught up in the business, in the day to day of the business, coaching, training, uh, cleaning, yeah, filling mean, toilet paper, like yeah, everything I mean. <laughs> that we literally don't have time to work on the business and yeah. like stand back and look at okay, well, what do I need to implement to make this yeah. business grow? Um, it's really hard. Um, so what has to happen for this to be this bottleneck, this challenge to be eliminated? Like what, what do you need to focus on right now?
2: Um, I do have to, um, I have to, the, the gym would have to revenue, uh, make more revenues. So I'm able to, uh, fill in slots, um, with, with staff. And, um, but first I have to do it myself on, Cause I'm starting to also create um, shirts and um, right now I'm designing shirts as my friend. And, but I, I think I should know how to do all this before I put someone to do it. So um, yeah, I'm just, I guess it just takes time, but it's um, slowly, we'll, we'll get there and that's what I'll have to do is just um, doing, keep doing what I'm doing and slowly I'll be um, able to, to get more staff for that, for those, um, those jobs. Get
1: mm-hmm. the right systems in place, get them nailed down so that they're like running and then bring somebody in and say, hey, this is how we how we do
2: this. Yeah. Um, right.
1: And then you can sit back mm-hmm. and like look at what comes next from there. Um, that's a really good point of view. Um, now, to kind of take a 180 here, if this business like you reached all your goals, I handed you a magic wand. I was like, OK, all your dreams, all your goals for your business had come true. What would that picture look like for you?
2: um a lot of it is visually so um since since um we own the property where the gym is at i want to re redo the whole parking lot i know that's not a big deal but for me it is it just i want that parking lot to be black and with um new lines uh, where where the cars park and then we also have um this we have land that's just grass um about 2.5 acres of just on the side. I would wanna do definitely something there. So could be um, a soccer field, a basketball, indoor field, or maybe more space for um, commercial gym equipment. I'm not sure, but um, I also would want saunas. I would want shot, what's it called? Maybe a masseuse, rent out a spot for a masseuse. I would want a nutritionist. In the building, um, uh, all, online, I would want a whole com- uh, a whole store completely with um, everything you can you need in one in one um, in one shop. So, um, from shirts to socks to par li- uh, to par lifting knee sleeves, slingshots, um, uh, what else? Uh, hand wraps, um, lifting belts, things like that. And um that's pretty much it. And being able to um going to go to events and um help out the the athletes or or the yep. event itself, but things like that just um yeah, yeah. That, that's the big picture, I would say.
1: Yeah, so just continuing to kind of be able to offer more to your mm-hmm. community via services, sure. great new equipment, mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. parking lot the whole night. <laughs> now um I think it's okay, like, to be a little selfish here, like, and talk about, like, what you hope your role to be in the future yeah. as the business grows, right? You own this business. It's your baby. Mm-hmm. But ideally, like, what role do you hope to play
2: over time? Um, I wish I was um, just the owner and um, no longer the CEO, I would say so more um time for myself but still being able to to make decisions where where the gym is heading towards i would say
1: so like more of like an um not like like an owner but not like an owner in the day to day every second yeah.
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah that's a great goal and i don't think it's unrealistic for you to get there with the right systems in place right figure out like how to operate this gym and have it make a bunch of money and just like it can run without you being there yeah. you can have awesome staff that take care yes. of it like our, yeah. our gym is thriving right now like we mm-hmm. have awesome um members who are taking care of it and like i don't have to be there all the time um mm-hmm. so it's really really great um to kind of have that and i hope that yeah. something that becomes a reality for you really yeah. soon um
2: definitely thank you and definitely a um a staff that's passionate about the the gym, the the Mm -hmm. business.
1: I think that that makes a really, really big difference. Um, Last but not least, what is the Instagram page? Where can our listeners go if they are interested in following your journey?
2: Yeah, so um, it's topgym.underscore. That's uh, the top gym fitness page. And um, my personal one, I think it is um, Juan San Miguel underscore. I just got an Instagram a year ago, so I'm not that, um, not that active on there, but that's, yeah, okay. You can follow me <laughs> that's
1: okay. Thank you so much for being here thank today, you. Juan, yes. um, for, for sharing your story about Topgen. Um, thank you. Yeah, of course. And listeners, we hope you found value from the show. Make sure that you click like and subscribe if you want to stay up to date. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Jim Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode.
3: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Thomas with Alpha Funderburg out of North Carolina. Thomas, what is going on? How are you feeling today, man?
4: Oh, man. How y'all doing, man? I am, um, I'm, I'm awesome. I'm honored. I'm here. Uh, let's do this. Do it.
3: Let's do it. Let's do it, Thomas. <laughs> Look, we're excited to have you on. And I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty-gritty here, what you have going on with Alpha. But first, let's take a step back and give the viewers some perspective. So if you can, in your own words, Thomas, how would you describe Alpha Thunderbird and what you guys do?
4: Man, um, in my own words, man. Um, So I've seen a lot of the problems uh, that goes on in the fitness industry. So it's kind of like, combining physical therapy with um, physical fitness. So I actually call my whole facility Alpha Funderburg Exercise Therapy. All right. So basically what it is, is a revol- revolutionary approach to fitness and health, where I kind of um, mix rehabilitation for people that really needs rehabilitation or um, People that just want to learn how to move better in their bodies. So I teach people. It's almost like movement training, if you was to put it in a in a in a in a category. I would say a fitness. So man, it's, it's really good. It's called human biomechanics. So that is the 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 niche of what I do. So I teach people just how to move better and get out of pain
3: and get fit. I love it. I love it. Such a great explanation there. Yeah. And uh, let's kind of let's kind of dive right into it here, Thomas. I mean, let's start with the basics. How many clients are you serving currently?
4: Man, so um, I have two different structures that, that I'm doing. I I do classes, kind of like the Orange Theory, you know, the um, the boutique yeah. gym type of thing. So I I do classes, and in those classes, we do um, um, biomechanical strength training and functional kickboxing, and that's my membership for that. So I have about forty people in that. And then I also do personal training. I do have people that you know that are have some type of really chronic back issues or chronic pain, and they need that one on one. And I have about five to six clients when it goes to that. When it goes to like personal training, I was yeah,
3: yeah. Okay, so offer some versatility there. I think that's great. Yeah. And um, so for you, Thomas, I think every everybody's different. So what's been the best method to get new people through the door? And interested to in working with you
4: oh man um, um get people in the door I'm, I'm I'm old school so i'm doing the um the, pretty much the word of mouth which is pretty much one of the best forms of marketing and of course um i'm on facebook and instagram a lot that's my that's my social media platform of choice and that seems to be working a lot which is just getting the facebook and in, in there reaching out to people on there i'm reaching out to groups and you know, explaining kind of like the things that I do and provide at my facility, and of course Instagram because a lot of people just don't know what I do, and the videos actually kind of kind of explain it, and you can see the different style of training because it's non traditional strength training. This is yeah totally different than what people go into the gym and actually see. So Instagram and
3: um and Facebook, yeah know, yeah definitely uh i definitely think that that's that's very valuable that you have the versatility of using word of mouth and using social media because if you go one-dimensional you're only gonna get one avenue of uh, clients and that can get cut off at at any time you know what i'm saying whether you're just doing just word of mouth or you're just doing just social media so that's great and so you know let's say this i mean thomas let's say leads traffic clients all these things were unlimited i mean how much higher could you go than where you're at now oh man um Ooh, I can go a lot harder. Um,
4: I want to actually within. I'm still very new. I'm actually just reached my my, um, one year point. Um, so i still fairly new. I want to get to about that 150 client uh, member range. So I believe I can do that within the next year. Um, yeah, I would really want to be at 150. Um, I'm very limited because I choose to put my classes at 12 per class, 12 people per class. But with that, I'm gonna just have, just keep adding multiple classes throughout the day. Um, Cause I really want my people to, are the members to have that um, that hands-on and not just be a number. Cause I've been to a lot of boutique gyms and they wanna pack the house out with 30, 40, 50 members um, per class. And I get it, but um, I'm more quality over quantity so I, I keep it down. I'm cutting it off at 12, but I, um, once I scale up, keep scaling, I'll just, just keep adding classes. Um, of course I'm gonna have trainers, you know, helping me out with that. Yeah. But that's, that's the main goal multiple classes throughout the day, get the pig, um, and have multiple trainers actually helping teach those classes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. As, as you should be, right. I think as time goes on, you kind of want to, make sure you you can relinquish the time equity you're spending in there to just get the same financial gratification. That means being able to allocate and, and actually delegate the stuff that you do that take a lot of your time, you know? And so I want to throw a little bit of a longer question here, okay. um, Thomas, but a good kind of perspective or eye opener for uh, the viewers. And so um, a little bit of, again, longer questions. So if you need me to repeat anything, just let me know, of course. Okay. Now, Um, What we've been discussing this entire podcast and what we we use most prominently in the fitness and gym world are going to be three pillars of business, okay? And that's going to be one, your lead generation, right? Which is getting people through the door and interested. Number two is your acquisition, which is just your sales, right? Getting somebody from an interested client to a paying client. And then number three, it's your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Thomas, where do you feel like you could improve the most?
4: Man. Um, honestly getting more people in the door um, if I can find um, and that's what I'm doing now um, so I'm in a, yeah. that process right now of kind of like finding ways to scale um, my business and I think marketing getting people in the door is going to be the the most important thing because when they when they get inside this door they're not going to leave <laughs> I, my, my energy is outrageous. My energy, yeah. is outrageous my energy is outrageous I have something different that no one in North Carolina actually has. No one in North Carolina um, is doing what I'm doing, which is, like I said, human biomechanics. Um, So to have a facility and doing something different out of the ordinary, some non, you know, if I can get them in here, I'm I'm selling them. It's just how can I get people in here, and that's what I'm trying to trying to get into now. I know we talked a little bit about the uh, the TikTok thing, so of course, um, finding other avenues that's going to help generate that 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 open door that bringing people in the door um is going to be my my main thing right now since i've been open for years trying to get those people in there so finding other marketing i, w- I would definitely say that tiktok um, um finding a social media coordinator that's going to be that's actually what i'm doing in the process right now because um, i need to take off some of these hats and yeah. That's one I really want to find someone that actually can do a great job, um, keep up with the content on Facebook, Instagram, and you know, like, like I said, TikTok. That's going to be my next funnel. Um, but, but that, that's the that's my main that's going to be my main thing that I'm I'm going to focus on for the next couple of months is getting people in the door because I have the, I have it, I have the tools, I have the the excitement. I have the, um, um, something different, the wow. In the fitness industry,
3: I believe area. (laughs) Yeah. no, that's awesome. That is awesome. And I think, I think, you know, the direction you're going in, which I think is the biggest thing, right? It's not like you're kind of just lost and like, okay, like, well, we'll see where things go. I think you kind of know the direction you need and and what you need to improve your business, which is the biggest thing is identifying where your pain is. And so I've got two more questions for you here, Thomas, my two favorite questions, you know, uh, I know you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but if you want to give us like a 30 second understanding or a little bit of a spiel of what's the bigger picture for you? Let's say the overarching goal five, 10 years down the road.
4: Oh, the bigger picture. Oh man, Um, honestly, um, um, getting the word out about what I do. I want to franchise what I'm doing. So like I said, I'm in the boutique gym type of arena where it's mostly 90% of, pretty much the members is, um, um, in these fitness group classes. Um, like I said, my, my whole thing probably five to 10 years is actually franchising this and getting, getting this everywhere, getting this, um, in multiple cities and multiple, um, you know, states, but that's the, the biggest thing that I want to do is get the word out of kind of like what I'm doing. Um, a lot of people don't know exactly what, human biomechanics is so getting the word about what what it is and what it's comprised of and but if you want to keep it short nice and short franchising franchising what i'm doing and getting um multiple um people around the world um into this new movement that i'm trying to do this new revelation revelation approach to fitness health and fitness health fitness and wellness i would say
3: yeah that is awesome man I, A mic drop of an answer there but i got one more question for you here i got All one right. more before we close out here thomas okay and this is my favorite one man so look if you could go back in time here to uh-huh. when you first started the gym sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started what would that advice be for you
4: man that's a good one. Oh, <laughs> let me see let me see um I would say, open up a gym. I would say, I would say to myself, Thomas, know your quality and stay true to it. Don't change your pricing. If you' worth this much, make sure you charge that much. A lot of people don't give discounts um, that you know put a lot of effort into their their quality of work. Michael Jordan don't even give discounts on his, uh, his his shoes and people buy it all the time. So if you know your value, stick with your value, Thomas, and don't, know, just know your value. I will definitely say that. I used to really cut down a lot of my value um, just to get people in the door. I get it, but if you know what you have, give the quality and just, just, just stick to it. Stick to your value. You know what you're doing. Um, you know, and, and you keep pushing, man. Keep pushing. I definitely say start off getting some help first as well. Like call your family members, call your friends, tell them to come help you out because um I'm dealing with you know, like I said, um uh, putting on a lot of the hats. There's so many people that want to help you out. There's so many members that's helping me out now. Um, so allow people to help you too. Allow people to help you because I'm that person that. That wants to do everything on, I'm hands on and I want to do this, I want to do that and, and it will run you to death and even though I'm young now that ripping and running and constantly working will definitely drain you and you don't want your yeah. passion to be draining you want your passion to you know, give you life and give you um, inspiration into the future so find help <laughs> you don't have
3: hands on you got family let them allow them to help that's it thomas that was a mic drop of an answer it's a good place <laughs> to wrap things up on this episode but before we sign out thomas if you have any facebook instagram website anything you have where can people find out more about you and alpha absolutely so on
4: instagram instagram you can find me at alpha Thunderberg therapy Instagram, Alpha Funderburg Therapy. My last name is Funderburg, F-U-N-D-E-R-B-U-R-K. Alpha Funderburg Therapy. And on Facebook, it's Alpha Funderburg Exercise Therapy. So
3: check me out. There we go. And
4: yeah. (laughs) There we go.
3: We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And we look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, just so you know how you can get the podcast, I'd really appreciate it. You're going to go ahead and sign everybody else out of here okay all right perfect awesome yep and to everybody else who tuned in today we appreciate you as well don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit the like and subscribe button and if you want to come in join us to talk about your fitness business click the link in the description fill it out and our team will be in touch with you very very soon and as always till next time gym lords out
0: Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
1: Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on this show are Danielle and Nick from Loyal Kingdom out of Middleton, Massachusetts. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you today? Good. Good. How are you?
5: Thank you for having us.
1: I'm so excited to have you guys here today. Um, before we kind of dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on in your business, um, kind of give us a little bit of background um, on what it was that made you guys start, decide to open up this um, studio.
6: Yeah, so we both worked um, at for a gym called Boston Sports Clubs. Um, the company was TSI And during the pandemic, um, after we shut down, we reopened July 6th, Um, you know, the gym was pretty quiet. A lot of people were, you know, afraid to come back because of COVID. Um, And then on September 30th of 2020, we all got a call saying that the gym itself was going to be shutting down. So a couple of days after that, Nick and I got in touch with each other and he had wanted to open a boxing gym and he knew that I always wanted to open, you know, a personal training gym of my own. Um, So we kind of put our heads together and decided that we would open, you know, a personal training boxing gym together. Um, And so we got in touch with each other, got in touch with a few, um, you know, people that had, you know, lots that we could look at and. Um, we decided on a little garage space 1100 square foot garage space and we you know opened in January of 2021 um, just with the hopes that you know we could continue to spread you know awareness of health and fitness um, and kind of get people out of the you know the commercial gyms where people are nervous to go into Um, it's kind of you know it's daunting once you walk into a gym for the first time and you see people who have been training for a long time. Um, you know, you see the amount of machines, the amount of floors they might have. So we wanted to create a safe space for people to come and, you know, continue their fitness and continue working on themselves.
1: Okay. So really doing this to impact other people in the fitness community. Um, and I love how you said like create a safe place because or safe space. Cause for so many people like health and fitness is so intimidating and they let that intimidation, like stop them from getting after their, their goals. Um, and it's a really big problem, especially post COVID. So I'm glad that you guys have created this, um, give us your best elevator pitch of loyal kingdom. What different services you provide the whole nine let's hear it.
5: <laughs> Great question. Uh, yeah, so. You want an elevator pitch?
1: <laughs> yeah, you can give me your best elevator pitch. Let's do it.
5: <laughs> you know, it's, it's changed a lot since the beginning. Um, we, we, we started as a small boxing and personal training gym, but it's expanded to a lot of things. So we've actually elevated to the point where we're trying to get in new companies and new trainers to come and make it their space as well as it's ours.
1: Okay, so um, is it mostly like personal training or is it like small group, semi-private kind of classes or is it like a 50-50 kind of split between the two?
6: Um, It's definitely more geared towards personal training. Um, You know, Nick and I thought before we started that, you know, people would want more boxing classes and personal training classes. So we kind of had the idea going into it, like, okay, let's create these classes. Let's create these days and these times that might work for people and their schedules, you know, whether they're still in the office or whether they're working from home. Um, But we've found that it's more geared towards single sessions. People love coming in here knowing that it's just me and, you know, the client, myself and the client, or if it's Nick and the client, they love having that one-on-one time. They love having, you know, the attention of the trainer and just them. Uh, So it's definitely gone more towards one-on-one. The fortunate part is, is that this um, past summer, we were actually able to increase our clientele by adding class to the schedule um, and adding to other trainers as well, Kirsten and Katie, to be able to help us, you know, grow the clientele and grow the gym.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that with personal training, it's only scalable so far because there's only like 10 to 12 hours in a day realistically that we can be in the gym training. And so, Um, If you had 10 to 12 clients on your schedule, that's all you can have with personal training. And so it's not super scalable. We can always add trainers, but there's still that cutoff of how many people we can help. So it was a smart decision to kind of, hey, bring on some group training instructors so you guys can help more people in your schedule. And there's always people that are looking for that kind of group training side of things too. Um, You know, there are some people that thrive in that environment. And then there's people like you've talked about who really like that private connection with themselves and you um so with the the training side of things uh are they employees of your your facility or do they kind of contract and pay rent to the gym
5: yeah great question so actually they are we hire only independent uh, contractors so we don't do employees here
1: okay so
5: And we do it because I think it brings more fulfillment and purpose to each trainer that's coming in. Makes it their space. They own it. Um, Same with their clients. It's their client. Um, And that's just kind of how we've done it from the beginning. And I think that's something we'll expand. Um, I think we'll kind of get to the point where we'll bring on some employees, but we'll always maintain a majority independent contractors. Yeah,
1: I I understand uh, that now with the independent contractor side of things, there's a few different ways that I've heard businesses do that. Like they do a split where you guys get so much per client and they keep so much. Um, Or I've heard of like, Hey, we're going to pay. This is your X. This amount is your monthly rent. And um, that's what you have to pay every single month, despite how many clients you have. Which model do you guys follow and why?
5: Yeah. So we actually do the percentage. So it, it's the same way. So it, our biggest thing from whether it's the gym or for the trainer, it's to cut down your overhead. So whether it's for us, we're trying to cut down the overhead and kind of keep that rent low, try to keep everything, all our expenses low. And it's the same thing for the trainer. So they don't have to have this huge overhead weight over them. That's, you know, all we need to get this many clients, which then increases their stress and it makes their training not as good because they're trying to get more clients in. Um, so we, again, we just try to kind of mid that and have them create the best experience for their clients got you
1: now within that model are they kind of finding their own clients or are you guys like working to help feed them clients
6: um as of right now uh both katie and kirsten they um are doing majority classes so um you know, our current clients that Nick and I have will go to their classes. Um, they have brought in a few of their own, you know, into the classes to kind of introduce them uh, to the gym. Um, but, you know, um, it's it's kind of a mix, honestly. It's majority of the clients that are the members that we already have here at Loyal Kingdom. Um, but, you know, they also bring in a, a few of their own clients for their single sessions. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's just all about you know, letting them create their own business, letting them, you know, kind of branch out and train the the way they'd like to train and bring in, you know, the clients that they, you know, think would be a good fit here. Yep. And
1: I think like the reason I asked that question is because like, if they're thriving, then you and the business are thriving and and Loyal Kingdom is, you know, just growing. So I always like to ask if it's kind of like a partnership, you help them get leads, Clients and they help you get clients. Um, when you work together like that, um, it's really ideal. Um, right. But but to kind of move on from that, have a lot of other things that I want to make sure we can discuss. Um, so kind of talk to us about uh, you know, are you guys? Do you both have a full schedule for your clients right now for personal training? Um, are you in a position where you guys can take on more
6: clients? Um, you know, Brooke, the schedule is getting full um mm-hmm. I actually just brought on a few more clients this past week um it's it's, it's kind of tough because we have the ability to bring on more clients and that's why it's so important you know that we have Katie and Kirsten here too because they are able to take on some of those clients as well say if you know, if someone were to get in touch with Nick and I and we just don't have the ability to put them into our schedule but you know Nick and I will say look you know, we think you might be a great fit with Katie. We think you might be a great fit with Kirsten. So that's kind of the way we look at it. And it's kind of previously what we just talked about a little bit is, you know, them helping us, um, us helping them as well. Um, so either way, you know, whoever reaches out to us for training, whether if it's for single sessions or for group classes, that client will always be paired with someone who we think would fit them best, uh, personality-wise, training-wise, and goal-wise. Got you.
1: That's really smart. Um, I think it's important to kind of get to know your clients beforehand and then put them in in, in a place that we know that they can succeed. Um, yeah. So, you know, the, the group classes, when did you start that, by the way? Because it sounded like it's something that was kind of fairly new, right?
6: Yeah, so we started those, I want to say, um, this past June. Um, and the reason being is we wanted to start them earlier. Um, and we tried, but You know, I think people were still nervous to be in a setting with multiple people in a rather, you know, because during the winter, we obviously have to be inside because we're in Massachusetts, it gets cold, it snows. Um, So people didn't love the idea of being in a small space together, especially, you know, when I guess COVID, you know, was still um, surging in a way. Um, So we started them in June because we're able to open up our garage door and utilize our parking lot because our parking lot is a good size as well. So we would have, you know, some people in the gym, some people in the parking lot, and then we would, you know, rotate them. Um, But I think we're also at the point now where, you know, it is getting a little bit colder up here. So we do have the doors shut and people are, you know, finally comfortable being in a group setting of, you know, five to 10 people. Um, so it was definitely a little tough getting it started at first, just, you know, keeping everyone safe, uh, keeping everyone comfortable. But like I said, I think at this point, everyone is, you know, really wanting to hone in on their, you know, fitness and nutrition. Um, and they're, you know, ready to get back into group classes. For sure. I've definitely seen that
1: from my personal experience down here. I mean, I told you guys have CrossFit facility. That's all group training. We do have some personal training, but pretty much group. And we've seen it flowing. That's gaining popularity once again. So I'm glad to hear that that was a need that you saw and identified and and were able to act on it. Um, So, uh, you know, what, like, let's talk about that growth process, you know, for the group classes, what are you guys doing to find new clients for those classes? Um, What does that look like for you guys and, and your trainers as well?
6: So um, the current clients that we have are amazing. Um, You know, they're always posting on their social media. They're telling people about us. Um, So word of mouth has been huge for us. Um, But, you know, we also, we are on Instagram. um, So we're reaching out on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Uh, We have our website, Um, but we also, you know, Nick and I decided that we would make every first class free. I'm sorry, every first class free. Um, you know, so that people are able to come in, you know, they have the idea of, okay, well, you know what, if I don't love it, you know, at least I went and I tried it and, you know, I I don't have to go back and I get to keep that, you know, money in my pocket. Um, but, you know, then after that, I mean, for the fortunate thing is we've had an amazing retention rate. Um, you know, obviously people give, you know, constructive criticism, which Nick and I both appreciate, but the retention rate has been awesome. Um, and you know, we've been able to keep those new clients that come, you know, whether they come every week or every other week. Um, but they, you know, it, it's, it's been good. It's the word of mouth is probably the number one thing though, that has really helped us here. Yeah. Um, word of mouth, no
1: matter who you are, if you're a fitness business a restaurant, a chiropractor, a doctor, whatever word of mouth is always going to be our favorite. Cause It's free. And when we have clients come in through word of mouth, they already come in with that trust built up because somebody that they know that they care about likely told us about them. And so we don't really have to do a lot to gain, help them gain that trust. Um, So word of mouth is good, but to predict our growth through word of mouth, it is a little bit tough. We can't say like, Hey, this month we're going to get, you know, seven new clients for our group classes strictly through word of mouth, because We cannot predict the speed at which people talk about us. As much as we'd like to, we can't. Um, And so a lot of people are utilizing other efforts in the industry today. The number one way that I've seen people succeed is through social media. Do you guys have a presence on social media? Yes. Yeah. Talk Talk to us about that. Is that something that you feel like you've been able to utilize to its full capacity to help you get new clients into Loyal Kingdom? Or do you feel like there's room for growth there?
6: Um, I mean, I think there's always room for growth. I mean, we're always learning new things every day. Honestly, Brooke, it's been a process. (laughs) I mean, you know, Nick and I are still new at this. Um, we are learning every day, but I, we both agree that social media is huge for us. Um, I think especially, you know, in this current generation, everyone's always on their phones. Um, and that's been the, so far, I would say the biggest and best way that, you know, we've gotten word out there, you know, like when we get whether it's a personal training session or it's a new client in a class, I I always ask like, how did you hear about us? And they're like, oh, well, I saw so-and-so repost about the gym or I saw so-and-so repost about your classes and I wanted to give it a try. Um, So, you know, I think social media has been huge. Um, You know, just one repost helps, you know? And so that's why we're so appreciative of our clients, our friends, and honestly, our families too, who, you know, support us. Um, Like I said, I think there's always room to grow. I think, you know, we're both gonna continue to learn um, continue how to use those social media platforms better to reach out to people. Um, but so far it's, it's definitely been, you know, the number one way that we've gotten word out there.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's huge. I, I love businesses like today on Instagram, like reels are really big. People are making reels to like grab your attention. That's fun. Um, just anything that we can do to help our community relate um but kind of to ask you guys like is it all organic everything that you're doing on social media is it like you're posting organically or are you like boosting ad like or doing ad campaigns at all
6: um no it's all been organic so far we haven't used um the boosting service on instagram um you know we try to make our instagram feed um, a wide range of information, you know, whether it's a workout video or an informational video regarding nutrition, the video about the classes, um, you know, or a workout of the day, you know, something like that. Um, we've been able to grow pretty well just based off using knowledge, um, you know, clients posting about us. Um, but we have not used the boosting service at all yet. Um, and from there we've, we've grown. Um, I mean, we've, we've hit plateaus, but you know, we kind of sit down for a second and rethink, okay, well, you know, how can, um, you know, how can we continue to grow this? What can we post, you know, we try to put ourselves in our client's shoes and think, okay, so if I don't know all that much about health and fitness, what would I want to know? Um, And, you know, unfortunately, you know, Google has a lot to say about health and fitness that isn't necessarily always the correct information. So I think that's something that we You know, keeping our minds often when it comes to making our posts to make sure that it's informational um, and that we can build a trust with our clients to say, hey, like you know, don't follow this necessarily because it might not be the right information. But here's something that you can take a look at that you know would give you the right information.
1: Yeah, we call that like nurturing content. I have like I have a, a schedule that I follow for the social media for my gym, and I try to put out like that nurturing content like this is what, like, this is a tip, this is a trick, or this is what you shouldn't be doing, or this is what you should be doing, or this is a myth. Like I share stuff like that on social media because that's something that people can like look at and relate to. And again, it helps that trust factor. They're like, if they see that we're putting out like quality content like that, and it is relatable. It's good for us. Um, But with that side of things, you know, our organic social media, when we're posting, only 10% of our following is ever going to see the stuff that we post in their feed. So if we had 3000 followers, only 300 of them are ever going to see what we're posting. Um, and that is a statistic, like according to the algorithms on Instagram and Facebook today, it's not great. Um, but, uh, to be able to reach a, a larger audience, um, you can utilize like the, I would recommend like the digital advertising feature on, on the platforms rather than boosting. But, um, definitely a lot of room to grow there. I've seen people literally explode on Instagram, um, for their business. So kind of moving on from that, (laughs) um, talk to me about what you guys feel like your biggest business related bottleneck is right now. And what are you doing to actively kind of work on overcoming that?
5: Yeah, that's going to be actually just kind of what we were talking about is, is gaining more clients. That's our hardest thing. Um, and the same thing where you said earlier, where you only can have so many clients in a day, whether it's for personal training, even small groups, you know, you can, you have 12 to 14 hours a day that we have, um, cause we try to expand our hours as much as possible. Um, so we're, we're trying to work on that as, as best we can. But I, I think that's the idea of our growth in the long term. anyways, is we want to keep our gym fairly small. We think that's kind of our niche. So we, people like that they come in and they're by themselves. They're with a small group. Um, we're not looking to build out a huge facility as we grow. It's more so to grow in the number of more of these. Um, so we're, we're trying to always kind of maintain that. And that. That's kind of been you know our our principles and values since yeah. since the beginning, um, both for the clients, for the trainers, for us. Uh, I think we think it works the best. We think it makes them feel the most comfortable and and like you mentioned earlier, it's a safe place for them. And and I think we're gonna try to grow that as, as much as possible.
1: Yep. And growth, like a lot of people kind of put that idea of growth as, okay, well we need like a thousand clients and that's not the case. Like we can grow with what we have. We can stay small and grow within. And what I mean by grow within is just like continue to offer like really great quality service to our clients, offer more things to our clients. Um, so growth doesn't always have to mean like, Hey, let's, blow up and have no room in the facility for people to work out?
5: Yeah, no, for, for most companies you, you watch in, in most businesses, um, as they grow, they they actually end up pulling away from the company. You know, they end up shortening up the times They make, you know, 45-minute slots opposed to an hour, or, you know, they're making trainers work longer hours or, or do more. It's always pulling away from the client, and, and we definitely believe in trickling down. Like, we, we try to create the space safe for us, comfortable for us. Um, then we put it on the, on the trainer. We, we create a space for them. They have their stuff here. This is their hour. This is their client. And it just trickles all the way down to the client. Cause every single time and it goes with our retention rate with our customer retention rate, it's probably 95% right now. And the few that we lose do end up coming back at, at a certain point. I mean, we don't lose many clients um, that come in. We never see them again. I, that is extremely rare from yeah. what I've seen. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, that's just kind of what we're going off of right now.
1: Yep. Yeah, definitely. And it's good to hear that you guys have like the retention thing, that churn like nailed down because for a lot of businesses, that's like their biggest struggle is like people will come in, they'll stay for a month or two and then they'll leave. So it's good that you feel like you're retaining most of your clients. How do you track that?
5: So we use Square for everything, actually.
1: Okay. So... Um like Square, like the thing, the credit card system, like that you can swipe with, do they have like a, like a system in there that you can track everything? I'm not super familiar with it.
5: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that was my, my original thought from the beginning was going with Square. the same idea. So a lot of these gyms that we look at and that we followed and, and we've talked to, you know, they use, especially the new ones too. They come in and they're, they're, you know, paying hundreds of dollars a month for some type of software, um. Which for, to track everything, and they're not even using most of it. I mean, there, there's a lot of software out there that you can use to track clients, track payments, and, and try to get everything down to to the cent and the t. But um, we actually, to, to bring me back to my other point, is to kind of keep that overhead low. So we went with Square, which is a free service, and they take away a percent, a small percent per charge. Um, similar kind of how we work with the trainers too. So it's always a percentage base um and we use that and you can track everything on there it's not necessarily the best for gyms if you were to look at it um because it doesn't have um you know spaces to create a class and and do things like that but then you can also integrate with other software so it it works out well um we've used that from the beginning i think we're going to use that for a while and until it does bottleneck us at some point with that but otherwise
3: we've loved it
1: yeah. So if you guys use Squared, do you guys like charge per session or do you have your clients pay for like a pack of sessions or membership? How does that work?
5: Yep, we do both. Um, so we don't necessarily have a membership right now, but we do um, per training session or we've really started to ramp up the packages and people are loving those. I think it's just easier on everyone's end. Um, and but we definitely were not a type of gym and we've said this from the beginning too that you know, especially because we've worked at gyms before, mm-hmm. um, and not to mention all of them, but yeah. you know, they do try to trap clients and, and keep clients there and even if the client's not loving it. And they signed up for a 12 pack and they've had two sessions and they're just not loving it for whatever reason. And you know, they end up losing money or, or losing out on a on a quality workout. And I think that just again takes everything away from the client. I think if you focus on that, you know, you'll you'll grow regardless.
1: Yeah, no, I get that. I don't love the idea of contracts personally um, or like that idea where like, hey, you purchased 12 sessions up front without ever trying a session. Um, but I do think that when we charge per session um, as our like main source, I'm not saying that's what you guys do, but uh, if we charge per session as like our main way of doing things, we're kind of doing our clients a disservice because it makes it easy for them to come in for one session and then not want to return. Um, and I'm just saying this generally, it sounds like you guys have good retention, but um, charging per session isn't always the smartest idea for our clients. When we get them on a monthly membership where we say, hey, purchase a six pack or whatever, that holds them committed to that month or to that six pack. And our clients typically wanna see results. And I think that you guys want your clients to see results too. Um, so that's always you know, a, a good idea.
5: Yeah. You know, and I, and I do hear that a lot, but I think we try to hold our clients, you know, it always comes back to that, you know, holding them accountable. Um, and I know a lot of things go that way where you're saying, Oh, I'm trying to hold this client accountable for this. Uh, the, the better quality you, you create the experience for them, the more accountable it holds them. And I think it's, it's, it's driving that point of that. A lot of people don't think in that way anymore. It's, you know, let's hold them accountable from a monetary uh, outlook on it, you know, you, you can really, if you truly, you know, trust your clients and they trust you and you create that loyal aspect, um, you know, I think that holds the highest accountability there is.
1: Yeah. I think it has to be like multifaceted, right. Um, a lot of gyms like sign up their clients for a membership or, you know, a personal training and they don't check on them at all. It's just, they come in, they get their, their training session and then that's it. It sounds like that's what you guys kind of experienced at the previous gym that you were working at it was like all about the money, right? Um, but it has to be more than that. We have to hold our account our clients accountable by checking in on them, making sure that they're on track to reach their goals, making necessary changes to their their training plan, if if that's something that will help them see those results that they're looking for. So it really is kind of a full circle thing. Um, but last question that I have for you, and I always like to ask this question because I'm definitely a visionary. Um, if you can have a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for your business
6: came true, what would that picture look like for you? Ah, oh, that's a tough question. Um, I mean, you know, like Nick said earlier, the way we would like to expand is to create more loyal kingdoms, honestly, more small spaces where people can go and have that privacy, have that session, you know, and like we just talked about, have that relationship because, a lot of our clients, you know, they come here for their workout, but like Nick just kind of said, they also come here because they feel that that safety with us. They feel that connection with us because we do really get to know them. It's not just about, about the money. It's not, it's not about, you know, oh, you know, come and do your workout and leave. It's just about making that connection and, you know, making sure that people create a love for health and fitness again because I think it can get very daunting. Um, so I think we would both probably say creating more loyal kingdoms and kingdoms and creating more of these types of atmospheres where you're not walking into a large gym and you're instantly, you know, being nervous and not wanting, not wanting to even go do your workout. Um, I would love to see us expand in the way of more of these smaller facilities where we continue to bring in independent contractors, let people create their own businesses and create, you know, their own self image of what kind of trainer they would like to be and not have to follow, you know, the what every commercial gym wants you to follow uh, you know such a structure i mean and every gym is different but such a structured form of you know, we need it this 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 in this way and it's yeah i mean we obviously keep structure here and you know um but it, it just really is giving people the ability to you know if you want to be a trainer create your clientele create the kind of clientele you want create your prices train the way you want to train in the way you believe in training um And I think that's what, you know, Nick and I went for from the beginning. We wanted it to be very much about the trainer and the client and how you want to create your business and how you want to create, you know, your own self-image. So if we could be given a magic wand and make it all happen right now, you know, more loyal kingdoms, more, you know, 1,100 square foot garage spaces where people can go and, um, you know, create their businesses. 100%.
1: And I think that that's not a unrealistic goal right people do this all the time it's just a matter of how right so what do you feel like you guys have to focus on right now as the business kind of currently stands to take you to that point where you know you're opening up another one a third one a fourth one? Oh, god no, that's a good question i, um, I yeah. think
5: we're yeah um yeah we're just trying to we're finding better ways to market so that's going to be our biggest yeah. thing not sales so much but marketing um because, you know, the more people that hear about us, it's the same way when we say that word of mouth, the more people that come in and try it, I mean, they're sticking around. Um, and I think that's exactly what we want to expand on. I think we want to expand on the, um, uh, we want to create more of a smart gym. So we want to kind of combine, you know, the human aspect w- with the smart. gym. Um, and I think that's going to be our long term. And I, and I think you'll hear us be saying this in, in 10 years of kind of that combination of bringing in those new Norda tracks, whatever's out there and, and um, just kind of combining that human aspect with the, uh, with the smart gyms. That's super cool.
1: That's one that I haven't heard before on the podcast. So um, I'll, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very interested in that, but we're kind of at a hard cut off here. Um, so I want to thank you guys for being here today. Where can our listeners go if they want to follow you guys on social
6: media? They can go on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is loyalkingdom.co. So loyalkingdom.co. You can go on Facebook, type in loyalkingdom. That should pop up. Um, If it doesn't right away, then the same thing as the Instagram, loyalkingdom.co. And yeah, give us a follow on Instagram. We'll give you a little follow back. Um, And if anyone ever has any questions, please feel free to get in touch with us. Um, Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Well, I'm excited to check it out. I know I can like see like a tiny bit of the gym right here, but if I check out the social media, I'll get like a better view of everything. So thank you guys for being here today. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out.